0: Culture. Culture. i, I do this for my
1: culture.
0: black culture and hip-hop, hip-hop. culture it, it, it's corners of the culture, corners of the culture. with d lo and kc
1: <sighs> welcome back baby we in here live with another edition of corners of the culture yeah. wow. you yeah. got that, baby. Man. so i guess uh by the way i'm d lo He's KC. Yes, sir. And we got the dope ones, the curator of oh, cultural yeah. vibes here. Oh, yeah. Dom we is really brought reinforcements up in here. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we had to, man. We had a, a great conversation on uh, ESPN 1320 yes, sir. Uh, a couple of days ago, and everybody was kind of buzzing about that. It was like, man, we need to do some more stuff with Don, Absolutely. Which leads us here to the turn of Corners of the Culture. Happy to be here, my brothers. So I'm gonna explain real quick where we've been. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let
0: the people know because yeah. like, it's been a while. It,
1: it as as who
0: that was my man Rakim. We well, said it's been too it's, long. We shouldn't have left you. Well, I, time, and that's man.
1: that's even me. Here, here, here's what happened because I realized I don't think we've dropped a new episode since November, but there have been more downloads in the month of January and February than we could have ever imagined. So we had kind of shelved the podcast specifically. Because I don't want to put this on anybody else. I shelved the podcast. Uh, Kenny.
0: Let, let me pause, let me, I'm going to pause you because it was fair. I had a baby. Well, I didn't have a baby, but you know, you
1: didn't. I had a yes. little,
0: I had a daughter. Jasmine did. So
1: yeah.
0: like it was, it was, it would have been a lot to, you know, in the first three weeks or so to just be like, yo, uh, either at the house with the crying baby or, yo, I got to go into the studio. You know, I'm leaving earlier while this baby crying all over the place. Now, my little baby, Ryan, she's like three months. So things have calmed down a little bit. And Shout can, out to Ryan. We can map out the day a little bit. So it wasn't just, he was like, I'm to hell with it. It was, it was things going on in life.
1: Yeah. Good things. It, and, it, and it felt like the, the, the podcast, because, you know, with the four hour radio show, with the, with the work we do with the Sacramento Kings, CBS 13, that the, the podcast kept getting pushed to the back, to the back, to the back. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how or where. But somebody picked up on corners of the culture. It could have been our company because I know our company uh, Odyssey is leading into the 50th anniversary of hip hop, which was really what the birth of this podcast was all about. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't know. Uh, one day I just peeped the downloads real quick. It was like, yo, KC, um, you need to peep this real quick. And uh, we're happy people found the podcast. Absolutely. We have people. We happy people were digging it. And it was clear, y'all were on to something. Let's let's buckle down, let's do what we do, uh, and let's bring back corners of the culture, man. So here we are, yes, sir. And that's why,
2: if I could just say this, Absolutely. sometimes you need to take a breather. You know what I mean? Y'all work hard, mm. so give you give yourself some credit. You know what I mean? But sometimes you just need to take a breather on things and just you know maybe let it live on its own for right, a minute, right. let people find it. Right. And I feel like that's what happened too, because you know. I knew is before y'all even put out an episode that this was going to be something special, and I think the 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 people who are tapping in now is a testament to that. So sometimes yeah. you just gotta That's let love, it breathe, man. you know what I mean? I I,
1: I I hope so, and 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 again, we're thrilled people people are digging this podcast, uh, and we've this is just a perfect episode uh, to return to uh, the chronic turned 30 years old Ooh, uh, not that long ago and perhaps more importantly game changer the chronic was just put back on streaming services like a couple of weeks That's
2: ago it's crazy, yeah. crazy uh, to think about
1: yeah so we 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 were like yo this is the perfect episode to come back and get us off rolling every Thursday now for the foreseeable future uh, as we mentioned the chronic turned 30 years old it was released December 15th 1992 hmm. arguably, one of the most, if not the most, influential album in history. You can, yeah, you can absolutely say it's that. Definitely, an a, it's definitely in an, an argument. Definitely, it's definitely one of. That's that goes without
0: saying. The most, you could even make that argument. You could, honestly. Yeah, you yeah. definitely
2: could. Sonically, I would say absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything sounded like the Chronic coming from hip hop in 1992. Yeah, I think Kanye is quoted as saying, "Like it's still the benchmark." If you're serious about putting out an album, you compare it to the Chronic, and if it don't live up, then you ain't doing what you need well, to do. Let's
0: let's let's go there. Let's go there, because my untrained eye and I was nine when, yeah. when this came yeah. out.
1: <laughs> right, so that like... was that was the wild thing as I was listening <laughs> to. It. I was like 1992. And I was eleven. Yeah, I was eight.
2: I was eight when it came so, out.
0: I, I wasn't listening to music the same way. Running around talking about
2: tat 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 that Running around talking about these nuts.
1: Listen, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Listening through this album and remembering all those lines I used to say in like seventh grade. Oh, that was that was that was wild. That whole Snoop intro at the very beginning. Goodness gracious.
0: What a badass. That's what he was. But I want you guys, cut like to help educate me in this situation why does in your opinions why does the chronic sound different than nwa's album so i hear a lot of the same stuff dre's so, obviously producing on it yeah. but like what what separates the two in your guys' opinion
1: i'll 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 weigh in first in that it sounds different than straight out of compton mm mm-hmm. It doesn't sound different than Niggas for Life, mm-hmm. and that's what like if you if you if you draw back, people we'll talk about this Above the Law album here uh, in a minute. But if you if you go back, you start to hear the evolution of Dre's sound from straight out of Compton mm-hmm. uh, into in, in Niggas for Life, and then obviously you know the the Chronic kind of took it to a whole nother level. But this and Don, you you weigh in here. This was the this was the birth of that like hip hop funk, yeah.
2: I, that's exactly what I was going to say it's the birth of specifically G-Funk mm-hmm. and it's a reflection of you know Dre's number one his love for
1: just P-Funk you know mm-hmm. George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic right so mm-hmm. this was the album that introduced me to that yeah mm-hmm. I remember the Let Me Ride video yeah and if you remember the Let Me Ride video oh. they show the Parliament Let Me Ride is my favorite song the and I, I yo and that's a very visually stimulating Definitely. group like yo what is this It was the Chronic that introduced me to to, Parliament. To Parliament. Yeah, see, my dad was a Parliament fan. And,
2: you know, Atomic Dog was on repeat in my house growing up, right? But I didn't know, you know, how influential they were. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how, you know, Parliament was so, you know, just out there and, you know, eccentric. But I also didn't know how funky they were. Mm -hmm. It was Dre who probably broadened my horizons as far as how extensive their catalog was because that whole album is laden with just, you know... George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic inspired, you know, sounds mm-hmm. right. So, in addition to that, <clears throat> I've heard Drayson on numerous occasions. Like Dr. Dre is just one of those. He's just one of those special individuals in the culture, just mm-hmm. in general. But from an artistic standpoint, he's all about you know breaking the mold and and being ahead of the curve. And his thinking going into the Chronic was like. You know, hip-hop don't got to sound gritty and grimy and, mm-hmm. and and hard all the time. Mm-hmm. It can sound clean. He's, he's quoted as saying it can sound like a Michael Jackson record, mm-hmm. but still have all of the core elements of hip-hop, but just have these beautiful soundscapes. Mm-hmm. And that's why The Chronic is so different sonically from everything else at the time.
1: Because at that time, it was like what, you know, um, it was and roger yeah like every it, 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 it was it was that more bounce exactly d- yeah. Do but as far as like sound,
2: hip-hop like it was i can't it the block. bomb squad the bomb yeah public enemy yeah bomb yeah. squad you know what i'm saying and that's it was just nice really Cube, ugly he and, the predator yeah,
1: know, exactly yeah. no the 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 uh oh, it was i think i think the bomb squad did america's right they did, america's, right? America's,
2: they did Amer- yeah they did it, yeah they did and, it.
0: And, and you touched into something that i'm gonna answer my own question here from mm-hmm. my own opinion <laughs> with what I think the the difference is in the evolution of Dre and what, what The Chronic did. It felt like for the first time in maybe hip-hop history, mm-hmm. definitely on West Coast hip-hop history, that The Chronic, Dr. Dre, Snoop, D.O.C., they painted, um, how do I put this, the picture of a lifestyle, right? NWA was this is how we're living as far as like it's the police brutality like y'all need to know what's going on out here, and Dre and Snoop and all them said that's not all that's not going on out here. Mm-hmm. We chilling out here, we we got we got the the the, the lowriders. Mm-hmm. We at the park doing barbecue. Fast. The visuals of the videos of the Chronic set the stage for the album just as much as the song. Good times, did. you know what I mean. Good it times. Was like, and and I was out here, and like I said, I was nine, so I don't really know how they right. looked at it everywhere else. But they might have looked at it as like, oh shit, what the fuck yeah. they got going on in L.A.? They yeah.
1: barbecuing, and, low riding, and playing oh, volleyball. And when oh, they play yeah. volleyball, know what you are talking swimsuits. about? Like, what's the weed out in California? <laughs> like that the, that whole album was was like a, a it was. <laughs> It was a love letter to the chronic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah.
0: That, and that's what you kind of talked on Donnie a little bit just now is everything in hip hop was like real gritty and yeah. aggressive, and yeah. oh, it's hip-hop. ah, it's hip hop, ah, and they was like, no, nah, it's hip hop, baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got yeah. that G funk, we got that chronic, man. We nice. got the girls over here. We. It's, hey, it's a party. Come to the house party, and we check, like
2: it was. It might get shot up, it end, might but get shot yeah, up we still gonna have we a good we time. Gangsters out here. Right. That's what we do. We but still it, gonna have a good sold time.
0: a lifestyle that hadn't been seen. I feel I agree. in hip hop up to that point,
1: and the sound of it—the Isaac Hayes, mm-hmm. the 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 Parliament Funkadelic, the George Clinton—that sound fit it, and it 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 really brought. I mean, it brought the west coast to a level that it hadn't been before Mm. in terms of the hip-hop world because it was nwa it was straight out of compton it was street life that's all it was before it was cube it was america's most wanted it was Significant, it was was all that but this was different yeah like this this had hit records on it this had radio records like 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 you talk about the visuals the visuals with Dre and nothing but a G thing, and I mean the 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 dicky suit yeah, and yeah, and yeah, the yeah. iron and everything, and then now everybody is yeah. creasing up their clothes and <laughs> like in Dre day, yeah. right. you know the easy oh. disc, like the the visuals, it, BET, MTV, Rap City, Yo to all yeah. of that was such an impactful part of the Chronic, mm-hmm. and then bringing hip hop to the West.
0: Well, think about what nothing but a G thing was, and this is why the visuals, in my opinion, are so vital to the story of the Chronic. That literally was a day in the life of, you know, somebody from Compton and Long Beach. Remember how Absolutely. it goes? Snoop Compton wakes up, wakes up, puts his clothes on, Dre's outside. Come on, man, we rolling today. Yeah. And they just roll around LA. Yep. And then at the end, <laughs> Snoop come home stumbling. on Like, they mm-hmm. was like, this is what we do in a day. And I, right. I mean, you know, it was glorified because it was a video. But right. it was like, this is this how we do in, in LA right. every day.
2: To your point, Kenny, and yours as well, Damien, it 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 shifted music in general, right? Because everybody wanted to make the chronic after the chronic. Mm. And those are those benchmarks in music, period. It's like... Can I give you an example? I was about to give you one, but go, go ahead.
1: ahead. I don't want to take yours.
2: <laughs> and we probably going to say the same thing. It's like with Stevie Wonder made songs in the key of life. Mm. And changed everything, right? Because I'm a big Stevie Wonder mm. fan. And I'm only a big Stevie Wonder fan because of my parents. Mm -hmm. and you know my dad was in the music industry he played drums for the chambers brothers Mm -hmm. and he was like there was nobody in music in contemporary r&b like stevie because every time stevie dropped an album he changed the landscape of music Mm -hmm. so dr dre to me is of that same caliber when he dropped the chronic and the chronic 2001 for that matter Mm -hmm. he changed everything you know what
1: i'm saying you're talking about albums of the past that shaped. I'm talking about albums that the Chronic.
2: Shaped. Oh yeah, that too. But that's what I'm saying. The Chronic from that point on, it's like everything after the Chronic, and absolutely so
1: many albums influenced by that. Well, the 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 line you used, like, we've got to make the Chronic for New York, right? Is what Biggie is was what talking Biggie about. Was saying, like right? he he wanted Ready to Die to be as influential as the Chronic absolutely. was. And look,
0: and to that point. What it and I keep harping on this, I don't mean to, but what it what it what are one of the things Puffy and Big did? They end up selling a lifestyle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they end up selling a lot. This, we popping Chris, yeah. and we Party doing and this bullshit. is what we do every day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying we up here, and like you said, it was a New York version of Dre picking up Snoop and we going through that, but that's all it was. And yeah. they got that from the Chronicle like, this is that's dope, that's what you this is what we do over here. Yeah. This is a lifestyle that we live over here, and it's you get this to this day like it changed hip-hop forever it did. you get it today people selling a lifestyle of how they live
2: no absolutely and you know it's true ready to die doesn't exist in the same way without the chronic but I also think and we got to give a lot of credit to how Snoop like that to mm-hmm. me is like it's like Snoop's it's it's his introduction really like that that's is what kind of, it is it's yeah. kind of Snoop's album yeah. in a way because it's anchored on how smooth he is right, right. so his cadence and just his voice it blends so well with that you know Absolutely. that that soundscape right yeah. and I feel like Dre I he's Dre to me he's only rapping it's not out of necessity it's just for fun he's pushing Snoop he's pushing Daz Corrupt, the Dog Pound mm-hmm. you know he's pushing them out as the producer and he's just you know, telling DOC to write him some lyrics, right.
1: Just for fun, right? You know what I'm saying? But it's just Snoop's like introduction to the world. And it's funny, he did that again, what less than 10 years later, about 10 years later, when 2001 dropped. And he did it's yeah. the same thing, it's the same thing. It's Dre with a verse here and there, but here's him, here's well, Eminem, here's Snoop. He, he exhibits Eminem
2: the same way. you absolutely well, look, right, Damian. and then he does it 10 more, 10,
0: 15 years more later. When Kendrick, Kendrick come along.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite the same, but yeah, he definitely, yeah, yeah. he definitely put I mean, him, he uh, pushed him in the forefront.
0: When I was thinking about this album, I just, it, it had me, I know we're talking specifically about the chronic, but it had me thinking about what Dre has done. Yeah. And it's
2: absolutely it's
0: unreal. Yeah. He was the 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 facilitator and the point guard, so to speak, for NWA. Right. Then things changed and he had to switch up his whole thing. And he became the point guard and the facilitator for Death Row and Snoop and, and the Dog Pound, everything you talked about. Then things changed again and he had to facilitate on his own for a little bit, but then he found M, and that turned into game and yep. uh, 50 and all that. And Definitely. then he switched up again. Another, like I said, 10 years later, cause Kendrick was dropping. And it's was like, well, damn, let me give you all right. Swimming pools, yeah. the recipe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Kendrick was great regardless, but,
1: Dre all the right while again. mary j's in there somewhere yeah, yeah. like you get you could just go through artist after artist that is in there with some with some doctor dre and and doctor dre like there was a stretch of a few years where doc he wasn't doing a lot yeah. but you'd hear something and you'd know oh that's that's the that doctor dre know like yeah, yeah. they got a doctor yeah, dre of, like he's yeah. on this one of, one, of, yeah. one of
0: my favorites this is on the low <laughs> it's on the low one of my favorites but that Truth Hurts joint, oh, on, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, I heard Dre. Yeah. I think that's Dre and Quick, actually. But Quick is, yeah. is, is part of uh, you know, the Dre Yeah, he's part of everything. absolutely.
2: Definitely, yeah. so. Warren G., mm-hmm. I mean, Nate Dogg. I mean, there's so many artists that, mm-hmm. so many icons that Dr.
1: Dre helped bring to the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you could probably stump somebody if you asked them what record label Warren G. was on. Because instantly... In yeah, it was an Interscope. It, 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 no, it was Def Loud. Jam. Oh, it was Def Jam. Yeah, I knew. I Shug, did think, yeah. Shug, They were like, nah, nah, we good. We good. We don't, we don't. want this. Then, uh, Regulate dropped. Yeah, and there was a a big thing about like Nate being in the 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 video for Regulate, and it one of the one of the dudes at Def Jam went into Shug's office and was like, bro, what are you doing? Mm. Above the rim is your soundtrack. Like I know you're in your feelings about Warren G not being here, but this is literally your album. Yeah. Let them rock. And Sugar, I guess one of those rare instances where Sugar's like, D- you're right. That is my <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah. So
0: so let me it's it's funny, it's funny you bring him up because I want to ask you guys a question. And this is I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion or overlooked opinion or what. And I know we're talking about the music, mm. but how much credit? The Suge Knight get for all this, I think he should get a boatload of it because mm. you can make the argument none of this happens without Suge Knight. Make it. He's still were ruthless. <laughs> Dre's still were ruthless. I don't think it's Snoop coming on ruthless. I don't think the dynamics are the same on ruthless.
2: So here's with my Dre. Here's my argument with that. To just play devil's advocate, we could also say. Suge is just as, if not more, responsible for Dre not making any more records Mm. on death row. Because the environment was so toxic. Absolutely. And how I feel is, I think if Dre had a situation and he had his feet firmly planted in something, and he still had all the pieces minus Mm -hmm. Suge, I think it would have all happened the same way. I feel like no matter where Dr. Dre is, he's the nucleus, right? I agree. So. He's gonna generate the energy to create what he wants. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the in the situation with Suge, it just seemed like Dre had his back against the wall with the whole NWA thing. He know you know mm-hmm. what was going on. He was getting in a lot of legal trouble around mm-hmm. that time. too. he was doing a lot of reckless shit yeah, around yeah. that time. So I feel like Suge was a safe bet for him. And we gotta give DLC a lot of credit oh, too. sure. Because the DLC played a huge, huge role. He's one of those unsung. Heroes of rap, you know that does not get talked about, does not get enough credit. He was pivotal, crucial in the creation, from a writing standpoint of the chronic. But he had a side. He was like really cool with Suge. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Dre and DOC are cool, and DOC and sugar cool is like triangulates this thing where mm-hmm. okay, Suge has the money and the muscle. And he can help the foundation, but everything revolves around around Dre. And, and I
0: agree. And I'm gonna use a sports analogy, right? LeBron goes back to Cleveland. He probably would have won a championship with anybody, but Ty Lue pushed the right but he pushed the right button. Yeah, no, no, no. He gets he, he gets credit yeah, for I'm being in at, that spot. No, and sure. and I think Suge, you, you like you said, it wasn't Dre wasn't gonna be able to do what he did with. Shug for a long time because that's just—it's
2: not, that, that, that it not sustainable. It was not sustainable, but
0: for that time, for that three to five year period, yeah, I think that's exactly no pun intended what the doctor called for. No, it is for for what Dre needed at that particular time—that freedom to be able to do what he wanted, to be able to find the people he wanted. I think that's exactly what it called for. I don't know because I, I was I was looking at this as we were gearing up for it. Now, Shug, yeah. Shug has his place? now in, he in, does in history, in, I in, want to hear this, Damien's this
1: take chronic on it. He, he Suge, absolutely has a place in hip hop history. Um It's hard for me to give him too much credit for he, 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 he it's an owner of a franchise having to bankroll to get this talent there. Mm-hmm. Right? He 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 had this vision and his this vision was uh, I'm going to I'm going to use money to get the best artist here mm-hmm. or and this actually appears to be more the case than anything else. I'm going to use the perception of money Mm -hmm. to get people here because we've all read about Pac and his mom and the estate and how much they feel they're owed from death row records. We, you know, we know that company essentially sold for, for nothing. Uh, And and that's, that's why Snoop is holding all these, these records hostages uh, until he decides he's going to drop them. But I, I'm not going to, I'm not gonna minimize Suge's role in all of this, but I'm not gonna overstate it either. I get you. He yeah. was there, he 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 he's a part of it. Um, I think the chronic could have happened on Ruthless. I but I, I think the issue with Ruthless was was more Dre's Mind wondering, yo, what is going on yeah, over yeah, here? His like, betrayal, my yeah, plan. yeah. That's
0: and, my point. did not to clear mind, but ultimately, that's, that's what happened we're at, at Death Road too. Yeah. Eventually,
1: so it's but 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 I think I think you're stretching the years out too long. I don't think it was four or five years. I th- I think it was like a couple. It was immediate. It was like, immediate. Yeah, it 92, was
0: ninety two. Well, I mean, he was on board when Pac got there, so Pac, that was ninety five. But then he was out. You no, know? because yeah. yeah, but that's, Pac that's what I say. It was like three years.
2: And Shug clicked up, and then mm-hmm. Dre was kind of on the outs because mm-hmm. Pac was mm-hmm. talking yeah. reckless about Dre. Absolutely. Well, you Dre was saying? like, "Yo, Pac, something's ill here. Like, like be yeah. careful." And like he didn't want to hear that. Right? He, he, he did not didn't want he to hear mean. that. He was defending Shug at every turn because. Suge got him out of jail, even yeah. though it was really Jimmy Iovine who got popped. Yeah, that's so overstated. Like, it's it's comical how much yeah. that-
1: Well,
0: Death, Death Row, uh, I'm talking about, you know, Suge and what he was able to do. I mean, I, like I said, there's a, I forgot the dude's name. He was the, the reason why Death Row started, the big drug dealer who was in jail. It wasn't Suge. Suge wasn't able to do it. It was this big, like, oh man, I wish I remembered his name.
2: Is he still alive? He may be. Well, let's leave his name the, out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> hell, like, he's, he's talking about it. Like, he's like,
1: <laughs> he good with me. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: he, he, he said, he's like, yo, I created, I created a business and made Death Row. Um, uh, 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 I was the parent company of Death Row. And that's how Death Row was able to form. It wasn't. Shug. Shug wouldn't have been able to do anything mm-hmm. without me. Shug was the muscle, me being the yeah, parent. He was company. a figurehead, yeah. and yeah, that like much like the Jimmy Iovine thing.
2: That's right. Kind of, you know, I never heard that story. That's. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, I'm not because especially with the way Shug conducts business, because mm-hmm. it's clear he ain't no consummate business savvy individual. No, you know what I'm saying. He just ruled with intimidation. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, but that situation could have been, could have been beautiful. Like death row could have been a dynasty if it wasn't so toxic. Right. Like Nate Dogg has said, he never went to the studio without his pistol on Right.
1: Yeah. Who wants, was, to, yeah, who wants was to deal never,
0: with that?
2: It was never. How can you be creative in that space? Yeah, it was
0: never going to last because of the person that was in charge. Right.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and it speaks to obviously, you know, Bad Boy and Death Row are, are, are very different. But when you look at like the longevity of hip hop labels, it's like Def Jam's the only one that survived. Mm-hmm. Like all of these labels have, and not that Bad Boy is not alive and well, shout out to King Combs, but yeah, it's yeah. not what it was no, uh, definitely in, not. In, in, in 96, 97. Like they've had trouble trying to find that transition. They've put out You know, the making the band stuff, the girl groups, they've Mm -hmm. they've tried to find that niche and to get themselves going again. But they haven't been sustainable the way that I think Def Jam and only Def Jam has like all of these other labels have even been eaten up and swallowed. And that and that's not maybe maybe that's not particularly fair because these labels are a lot like radio stations. It's like three radio companies now Like you just get eaten up by Universal Music Group and all of these 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 giant labels out there. Uh, I encourage everybody, if you get the opportunity to go listen to Black Mafia Life, Above the Law. I don't think you're going to find it on Apple Music. I couldn't find it on Apple Music. Maybe it's on Spotify or Tidal, but I know you could pull it up on YouTube. Above the Law dropped that around the same time as The Chronic. Mm -hmm. But the story had been that that album was done for a while. And because they had been kind of working under Dr. Dre, Mm When Dre left Ruthless, the album essentially got shelved shelved. for like half a year and was just sitting there. There's actually a song on there called Call It What You Want. And it was to feature Digital Underground. But I think it was Shock G Mm -hmm. couldn't make it. And he knew he couldn't make it, but they wanted the payday. So they sent Money B with Pac. Pac was still a part of Digital Underground. He was the new kid at the time. And if you go listen to that verse, he drops the familiar line of now I clown around when I hang around with the underground. And he says something like, yo, what's that sound? I'm rocking with G funk. And it's the first time that the phrase G funk is dropped on uh, on record. Uh, So go listen to that. Scroll through the album. Listen to call it what you want. Call it what you want is on Apple Music. Go listen to the Black Mafia Life album, and you'll hear a lot of striking similarities yeah. to the sound mm. of The Chronic. Now, one amazing thing about The Chronic, and you, you guys both brought up Kendrick Lamar, and you and I, Kenny, talked about Ready to Die in the past. Mm. Ready to Die, to me, is a cinematic classic. From beginning sure. to end, it plays out like The Godfather. Mm. It's, it's, it's perfect. The Chronic is one of the most seamless albums you'll ever hear. Like, it, this album is meant to be played from beginning to end. Not to pull up Dre Day, not to pull up Nothing But a G Thing, or, or $20 Sack Pyramid, which I forgot how funny that skit was. But listening, <laughs> was listening to that... <laughs> That's D.O.C. on that, right? From beginning... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> listening to that from beginning to end is... Seamless,
2: yeah, I agree. And it
1: reminds me of Kendrick when he drops Compton at the end of "Um Is a Good Kid, good Dad kid City." Man City. Good, good, <laughs> yeah, a, shout out to our guy, Good Good Kid, <laughs> Dad City. I'm so accustomed to saying that. Good kid, and 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 that's the one with Pac, right? Or is that to no? Pick, that's two but, pimple Butterfly. So to, it 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 plays out like with the story of getting to work with his idol right and it comes full circle with him doing a song with dr dre yeah and kendrick's albums even up to uh big steppers Mm -hmm. kendrick's albums are seamless absolutely and that's not that's not an art that a lot of people in hip-hop have Mm -mm. the ability to create an album that plays like a feature from beginning to end.
2: Yeah, it's linear. It's a linear yeah. story. And The Chronic, absolutely, I would say, is groundbreaking because I don't know of any hip hop album before that was as seamless. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's everything is kind of woven, you know, everything kind of plays on a narrative. Yeah. Right. So if you fast forward to, yeah, if you go to Good Kid Mad City, the way the skits tie in yeah. mm-hmm. every song, yeah. that's a clear, you know, that's derived clearly from yep. the chronic. You know, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because the skits tie in so well and 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 allude to the next song. You know what I'm saying? And it connects every, it's like the glue. Whereas yep. a lot of people, because that's missed, I feel like, on a lot of projects. You know, I can't name some off the top of my head, but there's so many albums with just dumbass, mindless skits in right. there that mm-hmm. are meant to be funny but do nothing. Right to advance the the you know the the narrative and the chronic does that beautifully and so i agree with you i agree with you damien that that's another part of the chronic's genius was to do that and then to take it even further with like the skits or even just the the vocal uh uh samples because this is this is being recorded the chronic is happening during the L.A. riots during the time of, you know, Rodney King and all the turmoil in uh, L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this album, like you were saying earlier, Kenny, is a party album. But there is a serious political aspect to the chronic that mm-hmm. can't, you know, we can't gloss over Absolutely. that, you know. Um Day the Niggas Took Over, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lil' Ghetto Boy, mm-hmm. you know. Those two, just off the top, are just so impactful and poignant. And even with little little ghetto boy, such an amazing song from beginning to end. First of all, it has two iconic vocal samples used in songs after. Murder was the case that they gave me. Mm -hmm. Dear God, I wanted you know, Mm -hmm. save me. That's on the evils Jay, and then Big used. Remember they used to thump but now they yeah, blast, that's right? right? That's both of those lines are from that song. Yeah. And then that flute at the end, you know in the flute yeah. solo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's just so it's just incredible to me. It's beautiful. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a beautiful song from beginning to end.
0: I love I love what you guys said about um you know the the, the cinematic aspect to the chronic and how it all flows, because I love albums like that. Right. Ready to Die did that. You guys mentioned Kendrick, another one that came to my mind that does it beautifully that I surprisingly love. This album was my brazy life. YG, I thought he did that. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, yo, and it gave me a feel of the chronic, gave me Mm -hmm. a feel of Ready to Die. Like, yo, he took me back to when these albums would
1: would shout out to
2: YG.
0: Yeah. Go things go about it this way. the 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 groundwork that that album laid for the future, but going back and listening to it, the groundwork that album re- re- uh, laid for the ride is about to take you on with track one mm-hmm. or the first song with Dre Day. It's like, oh shit, that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what we're doing here yeah. today, damn. And yeah. I, I don't, you you guys might remember more than I do. I feel like Nothing But A G Thing was the first single, right? It, and then, yeah, and then it was the album yeah, came Dre out, yeah, and then yeah, you're like, it was, "Oh, yep, yeah, damn! All right, well, that's that's what we're doing on yeah. the side. That's what we, that's how you starting off, huh? Even the intro was like
1: the intro forming that way as yeah. well.
0: Then he comes with, with, with Dre Day, and it's like, "Damn, all right, that's the ride we about to go on, huh? Right, <laughs> right. It was crazy. Right, to, to up, go man. back, yeah,
2: to hear that, yeah. And then two, uh, I gotta give, I gotta give a shout out to." Uh, to Jewel, rest in peace. Mm. She don't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. All of the vocals she mm-hmm. adds to it, like especially on uh, on on ride. Dre Day, and I mean a lot of she's a lot, but Dre Day just stands out to me. Um, or wait, she's it, on the she's interlude on the too. interlude. She's too. On, yeah, she's yeah, on the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she's on the she interlude, too. and she raps at the end. At the yeah, she's on the ensemble track. Yeah, uh,
0: she was on Let Me Ride.
2: She, she was on Let Me Ride too. Yeah, she don't get enough credit because her vocals they fill out. You know so well mm-hmm. you know they compliment everything so well she don't get enough credit i saw some guy I can't think of the name <laughs> this comedian who was talking about her, he didn't even know who she was, but he was like, "Yeah, you know, they had that girl on the chronic." Dr. Dre just had her singing on everything. Nobody <laughs> knows her; she don't get no credit. Come on, all buddy. they do is credit Snoop. And I was like, "Damn, he's right." Like yeah. she's so dope, you know what I'm saying? She was like almost like a female Nate Dog to an extent yeah. because all of those iconic records, her vocals are in there. So, mm-hmm. gotta give credit to Jewel, rest in peace, and again, the DLC because his contribution to that album is priceless absolutely we yeah.
1: kind of we kind of glossed over this the the, the the riots and rodney king kind of being being the backdrop like there's i think there's two threads throughout the entire album yeah that, that being one and the easy e stuff being the mm. other yes and, absolutely. and and listening back to the to the album this morning one noticeable thing stands i know stood what out. you want to say too do you go ahead i think i do <laughs> he doesn't say Ice Cube's name once.
2: Oh no, I was oh, yeah. Dre. Yeah,
1: yeah no, he, knows he never like yeah. Ice Cube's the only one he like even Snoop at the beginning. What up, Brand? When they, when he's saying something about Easy mm-hmm. and Yella, and you know, D.O.C.'s already on the record. The mm-hmm. only one he uh, he says, "Yo, what's up, Brand?" And I and I think in a later track they say, "What's up, Yella." They never say anything, they never say what's up, they never say anything bad about Ice Cube. Nah,
2: that's He's
1: the point. only one who's not mentioned in the whole album. Yeah, That stood out to me today, because I was like, man, I forgot this, because we, we keep talking about that intro. Yeah, Snoop come out firing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Snoop never had no love for none of them. And then the Tim Dog skit in, yeah. in the middle of $20 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, I
0: will say this though, Donnie, because I saw an interview with, with Daz. Mm-hmm and he talked about that about being a part of that and them guys was young too at the yeah time. They were. i think daz was talking about he was like 16 17 years old snoop was a little older than that mm-hmm. and he was like man we was just you know we was just rolling you know what we, who we was rolling with but he's like man we loved Eazy. yeah like we loved Eazy.
2: snoop didn't but the rest of them might have but ours, man, well
0: this was Daz who was saying yeah but he was saying it as we so who as everybody he, yeah. but I don't know if you meant Snoop specifically or what yeah. but he was like man we loved easy you know it was just we was just doing what we was doing but right. shit we loved easy right you know what I'm saying and you know rest in peace and he didn't really go too deep into it right but, you know that to hear how hard Snoop went you know on that and that whole thing I was I was getting ready for this um that I felt bad that that happened the way it did it was I, hard I listening felt, to that i felt you know you, you see interviews and you see easy i think easy was so hurt by what happened then you can say you know his business practices led to that mm-hmm. but you just you go back and watch some interviews with easy and he's got to put on the you know the, the hard yeah and absolutely everything. i thought he was
2: so hurt he was definitely by hurt.
0: by the stuff with dre I, and I, how personal it got how how can you it not be? Now.
2: Yeah. See, what wh- when you made the comment about ice cube, Damien, I thought you were gonna mention how harsh and almost cringeworthy Dre's verse on bitches ain't shit. Oh, is. it's it's brutal. That's what I yeah, thought you were gonna say because we were all entertained by that song, especially as kids, when mm-hmm. we first heard it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we understood the gravity of it. So for like Dre to take that song, yeah, you know, and use it to address easy mm. as the
1: bitch and how yeah. it ended how easy's life ended makes the verse that much that worse. much worse because yeah. you, you, mm-hmm. the first line i used to know a bitch, bitch named, named eric, eric right oh yeah. it's yeah. yeah this is yeah used to go all fuck deep. the hoes oh it's man deep. but then it, it's
2: like i think too it gives you an insight into dre's hurt because yeah. as deeply betrayed as he and cube felt it's not more evident in you know a song like Bitches ain't shit. I yeah. mean, he comes harder, easy on that one than any other song he put mm-hmm. out, and he mentions him throughout. It's Like you said, there's a linear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a parallel narrative that going. Red runs the whole. That it the runs the whole, whole thing, and yeah. he's dropping little you know jabs at him throughout the whole thing. But on that on that song, it's like, oh mm-hmm. man,
1: that's yeah. that's that's one thing that Kenny and I talk about a lot is people are always going to feel a certain way about Dr. Dre because Dr. Dre has a, a ugly past, mm-hmm. um, but particularly with women. Like yeah. he has a history of beating women and abusing women. And that's yeah. been very well documented. And this isn't an attempt to stall him out for that because there's never any excuse for that. But we talk about guys like Pac and big, and we can throw easy into this conversation too, We never saw those guys get older. Mm -hmm. We never saw them grow up. Never saw them evolve. We never saw them mature. We never saw them evolve. You could feel how you want to about what Dr. Dre has done, and you have every right to feel that way. But I think what you hope for with with these artists who are so young and coming from the streets and doing is that they get the opportunity to evolve. Absolutely. And to grow i didn't even mention ice cube like look how much ice cube yeah. has evolved like yeah. he's a snoop he's a family he's 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 his he, martha stewart's got a snoop dog tattoo right. you know like like you see the and what we were introduced to snoop we talk about this album snoop was on trial for murder Bro, right
0: i'm listening listening to the chronic back and and some of the shit they talking in this album wild wild <laughs> right wild and it makes me and, and it's
1: it it, 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 so 30 years ago 30 years ago, like 30 ago. years ago but
0: to that point it gives me pause to how i look at hip-hop today yeah and these guys today because there's been plenty of, like i see little instagram skits about it where guys our age are like man these young dudes ain't talking about shit like they they just duh, 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 and then they put on uh ain't no fun
1: <laughs> and hear what they talk about. <laughs>
0: and it's like, man, if we could find the a most way, misogynistic record in the history. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Get in the club and everybody. Blackish made a whole episode about <laughs> it. Like you can't
1: listen to that record. Right. And, right. and
0: you think about these kids today, and I just pray that they get an opportunity to grow the way Dr. Mm-hmm. Dre did, the mm-hmm. way Snoop did. Easy didn't get a chance to grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pac didn't get a chance to grow. Biggie didn't get a chance to grow. Yeah. Grow as men.
1: You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and
0: grow in the men and hopefully they get it the opportunity to to reach back for some of the younger guys, like some of the elder statesmen do today, like a LL right. does today. Right. Method say, hey, Man. Method yeah. Man. And say, Hey, there's a different way. There's I know you got to talk your shit on your record, but yeah. you know, maybe you could, you know, have this type of song on here too that explains why you feel this way, or whatever the case may be. Right. It's just the the growth that we don't always get to see in hip hop. And the thing about it. Is this the first go around in hip hop? This the first go around. Yeah, Dre, Snoop, all those guys I mentioned, Rakim, LL. This is the first elder yeah. statesman, right? You know what I mean. So, right, yeah. we're a lot of people are so critical all the time of hip hop. Well, we hadn't had the big homies yet yeah. in this genre yeah. to reach back, and now you know this is right. the first opportunity they're trying. The young dudes, some of them are a little resistant, some of them, you know, embrace it or whatever. But this is all the first time we're ever getting the opportunity so to see all this stuff, man, and.
2: We're just trying to work through it. Yeah, we mentioned, like
1: the first generation. Go ahead. Then. We mentioned all those dudes and didn't say Jay Z's name. Jay. <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't mention Hove one time. Yeah. Who we all know how Hove started in reasonable yeah. doubt. And you look at where he's at right now, talking mm-hmm. about you know, I'm, I'm not actively making records, but I'm yeah. not retired. And you can argue mm-hmm. there's not a more influential artist in the game than Hove. Yep.
2: No, absolutely. Yep. Right up. Absolutely. Real quick before we get out of here,
1: guys, what's your favorite uh,
0: mm-hmm. record on
1: on our uh, mind? I mean, you know, I play the
0: hits, man. Nothing but a G thing is so It's classic, raw. man. It's time. <laughs> Listen back to that, you know, yeah. as I was listening to I was like, this shit is so yeah. sick. Yeah. It's so sick. That's my favorite favorite song on the album.
1: I got two. It's the one that's on when I was pulling up today. There's, there's two. Let let me ride. I, oh, I genuinely think it's my riding. favorite yeah. because that that introduced me into something I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Like I like my mom wasn't sitting around playing those records. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um that introduced me to something that brought me deeper into music yeah but a nigga with a gun has like four samples playing mm-hmm. and all i hear is houdini <laughs> every time that houdini friends uh drum yeah, hits yeah i'm like and it's turn so distinctive it up. too like turn it you, up you, like you, i need you, to listen to this louder you can't mistake it <laughs>
2: um let Me Ride has always been my favorite because it just moves me. It's so funky in the, the hook. Let me ride. Mm. Like you just get caught up in it, Hell right? You yeah. just, it just takes you somewhere else. Like they, it, All the records do. All the records, yeah. especially the singles. But something about Let Me Ride, it it it's different. It just has a different energy. But I think the best song on the chronic is Lil' Ghetto Boy. Mm. I think it says the most. I think it hits in on so many different levels and then i don't know man it's something about that outro man with that damn flute bro mm. i always just like zone that's out donnie hathaway that. it's donnie hathaway yeah. it's it's little yeah it's little ghetto boy that's the yeah. sample from donnie hathaway but that flute solo that so this is one thing we didn't talk about either as much as sample heavy as the chronic is is very instrumental too, and when I say instrumental, I mean Dre is playing mm-hmm. a lot of instruments on it. Yeah. Like even with um, uh, nothing but a G thing. I can't think of the samples from the Mac, mm-hmm. and the real song that's a violin, mm-hmm. but on that, that's Dre playing the
1: keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the scene from Straight Outta Compton that everybody kind of laughed at. He's at oh, the keyboard. Right. He's, he's at the, the keyboard playing. Exactly. He's like, what's he doing? That's, exactly. a sam- he, that's a sample. He didn't play that. Exactly. <laughs> no, he did. He did. Like, you play go it. back and you listen yeah. to it. That's you, right. That is
2: on it. The- yeah, exactly. But he's playing so much. He's on the drum machine. Yeah. He's playing the keyboards. He's at the boards, EQing it. Like, that's why that sounds. So good. Sign. I think
1: one reason I appreciate Dr. Dre is we've learned in later years how obsessive he is. Exactly. Yeah, he, he's upset. I can't remember who I, I feel like you sent this to me. Somebody somebody tagged me in something where oh, it was too short. Too short said it took him eight hours to do a single verse for Dr. Dre because Dre was just like, OK, I want you to change one word, <laughs> but I want you to change the way you're saying. And I don't know what the word was, but it's too <laughs> short. So I'll just say bitch. I don't say bitch. Say bitch, yeah. and then short would say, "Say it again." Yeah. No, but don't say bitch. Say bitch, <laughs> and and short would be like, "I, I'm saying what I'm hearing, right. but I'm not saying what Dr. Dre wants." And right. He tell he tell the whole story about he dropped the greatest verse of all, and the album never got released. No one's ever heard this <laughs> wow. this too short. Verse, That's what but, I think but,
2: of. How much unreleased music does oh Dr. Dre have? Probably,
1: and how amazing, but really think incredible, about is it? Think you about you know? the reasons. Uh, uh, detox never dropped. Yeah, he said it's, he didn't drop detox because he didn't think it was perfect. He probably got a classic album, don't he, he, Hey, he, we, we don't, don't need we, perfect, He, right? <laughs> like, like, he probably right? has a classic album, he don't even, and that's the like, but that's like, the standard. Like, look how yeah. long it took 2001 to drop. Yeah. 2001 wasn't the same influence that the chronic was, but I was outside when Come 2001 on, dropped, man. I wasn't 11 years old Come when on, that now. record dropped.
2: Come on, so 2001 now, 2001 was monumental. And that was. Like, that we could have a whole episode on that. That was every bit. Yeah,
1: that was every bit as massive as The Chronic (laughs) was.
0: Hey, real quick, before we get out of here, you talked about how, you know, your mom wasn't sitting around, you know, listening to that. So that was your introduction Mm -hmm. to some of the stuff. So my mom, I remember I was eight years old, nine years old, and my mom did like that music. She listened to the radio. She listened to one on two five. Nothing but a G thing was all over the place. Everywhere. And she's like, "This is my song. Like, I love this <laughs> song. Whatever." The Chronic drops. We go to Forum Mall. Go right in there. I think it was a Sam Goody or maybe it was like the Warehouse or whatever it is. The first store in Forum Mall. She's like, "I'm gonna go to Forum Mall. We about to go get the Chronic because I gotta hear nothing but a Gene thing. That's my song right there." And she got the tape. Put that shit in there. And she was like, oh, "Wait a minute. This yeah. is not what they play on one You gotta <laughs> took that back.
1: You gotta oh, yeah, get the hilarious. single in the yeah. little paper case. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we could do like a whole other episode on man, this. We could, man. but it, let me ride. Like you were, you were just singing the the chorus. Yeah. Swing down, Sing, sw- down which is just die. a pull from Parliament, right? Let me ride Parliament. And I can't help but think down, about uh, Big and in in Puff and how you know very well mm-hmm. who you is. Just mm-hmm. a pull mm-hmm. from Juicy Fruit. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not the same. It's just, it's just a pull mm-hmm. from it. And the parallels between the two albums, roughly two years apart, are are pretty amazing. Yeah, they are They're
2: uncanny, uncanny
1: man. And one and uncanny. one day we'll
0: talk about the parallels between the two. Yeah, man, Dre and Puff. Yeah, mm. they. Dre does a little bit more musically, but as far as like the the perfection thing, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: they, but I still, yeah. I mean, I give Puff all the credit in the world, man. He's incredible, but dre to me is like he's the quincy jones of Uh, rap music and that puts him in a whole stratosphere stratosphere by Mm -hmm. himself but real quick man i know we got to get out of here does anybody know the origin of the term the chronic
1: no Mm. i don't no chronic is consistent recurring no no <laughs> the, i was just thinking is the, the the need for that strand I, I don't know what is it so legend has it that you know dre
2: wasn't a weed smoker mm. in the early nwa days mm. and you know easy he talked about that right but as he got introduced and was around you know people who were smoking more whatever whatever he was like man what is this and this is this is what has been on record is why The Chronic came to be the name. He was like, somebody said, this is hydroponic. But Dre was so high, he thought he said hydrochronic. <laughs> that's tremendous. And shortened it and was like, oh, we're going to call this The Chronic. <laughs> and the rest is history. Man. Wow.
1: Um, <laughs> that's, that's a great, great. story. Man, who knew Corners of the Culture just came a three-person show right here before everybody's yeah, so you eyes. You going nowhere, Donnie? <laughs> hey, you going go nowhere, baby? Became, hey, we, I'm we just, I'm honored, man. We just we just gave Donnie a job, man. You don't <laughs> even know it. Uh yeah, we appreciate know. you so much for being with us. Uh subscribe if you have the opportunity uh to rate and review the show, man. That would go a really long way. We hope you dig this episode. I have an idea for next week. Uh there was a lot of buzz about Beyonce and the O for 4 in the mm-hmm. album of the year award at the grammy's like we've got a lot mm-hmm. on the docket mm-hmm, yeah. uh that we want to talk about Definitely. so we're just getting started make sure you're back here with us uh next thursday on corners of the culture make sure you check out uh the dope ones on instagram uh the dope ones official don is dope uh the dope uh, dot sure out- yeah we there so. too at imk diddy at damian barling on ig uh and we'll be back here next week on corners of the culture
2: much love peace